0: I actually got, um, I don't know whether I, I don't remember whether I asked for it or whether mum just bought it for me, but when I I was 13, mum handed over a little yellow HTML for dummies book Mm -hmm. and I absolutely devoured it. (laughs) It it just blew me away. It fascinated me how they came up with colour codes and how it all kind of worked. So at 13, I actually built with my sister an unofficial website for the Australian band CDB. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but that site stuck around for about four years. Wow. It was the only site they ever had. <laughs> they never got an official site. Um, and my sister was obsessed with them. And she actually, we did a whole proposal gave it to them, gave it to the Sony reps and said, hey, we've come up with this thing. You're missing out completely on having a website. But we've built one. You know, we're unofficial now, but we could be official. And it Mm. was on Jigo Cities and it was the funniest thing (laughs) I have ever created. Um, But, yeah, it was. it fascinated me and I just started from there. And then about 10 years later, Um, my sister and I had started a party planning business running events in Sydney. And I was like, hold on, we're missing this potential. I can figure out how to make us a website. We've done this before Mm -hmm. and built an e-commerce platform for us, (laughs) which was kind of bonkers, but it led to just having people going, how did you do that? Mm. And actually realised this week it's my 12th business birthday so, 12 years actually creating them for other people now, which wow, is very cool. Bonkers. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Way too much of my life. Yeah. Yeah. In, oh, I'm in sure code.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you've learned a lot in that time. And, I, you know, to think of how much, with what little I know, how much the platforms have all changed and, you know, everything has changed so much.
0: Yeah, so much has come and gone. Um, I was actually having a conversation with this today. It's just how much has changed and the stuff that still stays and how you can actually use that Mm -hmm. as this basis of, okay, if you don't change that, that's always going to stay. That Mm -hmm. is always going to work. And we were talking about customer journeys and user experience and things and how all of that is always the most relevant stuff you can think of. Which is fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, who? What? What type of? You said you've been working for building sites, helping other people build and design sites for, you know, a decade or so. What types of businesses do you work with? What types of uh, websites do you do? Like, how do you sort of step in and help uh, these people with their, with their websites?
0: So primarily I work with service businesses Mm -hmm. and basically step in and say, okay, how do we get someone who has clicked on your website and turn them into a customer? Um, So all about converting those clicks to customers and how that kind of looks for each individual business. So it's quite personalized on the granular detail, Mm -hmm. but quite standardized on the overarching kind of themes of what we keep seeing and what keeps working. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, a big part of not reinvent the wheel if you are doing a service-based business, but actually look really minutely at who you're working with and what they need and how you can put that into a way that they actually have a step-by-step process to follow and eventually go from that step-by-step process into working with you, becoming a raving fan and then telling everyone they know about you as well, which is the ultimate end goal.
1: Mm, I love that. And, um, you know, one thing that stood out was this emphasis on, uh, you mentioned as called a conversion or, or creating the customer, helping someone to, you know, step into your service and go deeper with you. And it, Is so important because it feels like there's a lot of websites out there, maybe DIYs. I've definitely been there before um, where you put something up and you feel really proud for a little while, but it doesn't work. And there's a big difference between a placeholder website that kind of feels like a nice home and maybe even looks good. And then something that, um, can look great as well, but also helps to create those customers and helps them to actually book in. And I think that'd be a really cool thing to talk about today. Um, before we dive into it, is that, do you see a lot of that? Do you see a lot of like kind of websites and, and I'm sure it's the same with content and everything, but that just sort of sits there and doesn't really do much?
0: Absolutely. Um, There is one scary statistic that still stands out in my mind, which is four out of five DIY websites won't actually produce a profit. Hmm. And that is mind-blowing to me. Like there are some simple fundamentals um, that can kind of help this, but it is so terrifying to me that people aren't getting that information and they're not able to build that in and especially DIYers, that's where you are trying to scrape together that money to do the things yourself, to really hustle and be scrappy with it. And then if it's not working, you're not still able to get to that next level where you can invest as well. So I think it's really important to get those DIYers, that information, and make sure that they've got enough to actually get those websites converting. Because, And it's funny because even I was thinking about this the other day. You know, given 10 years ago, everyone had a yellow pages ad and mm. it was really easy. You just bought the biggest ad and you were legitimately the best option because you had the biggest ad, you'd spent the most money. So you must be the best option. And nowadays, that's not really the case. You can compete with those big guys, but if your website's not actually doing anything, you're just leaving money on the table. Mm. And it's, yeah small business, especially, I think need real help with this. It's something that they're just not getting access to at the Mm -hmm. moment to fix it.
1: Yeah. So I really want to dive into some of these um, learnings that we can maybe look at to help the websites convert for the people listening. Uh, I think um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's look at it. Like if I've got a, you know, if I've got a site uh, or mm-hmm. I'm thinking about building a site or it's existing, because I think if you're listening and you've got a site up, you'll, you'll know, right? Like if your site's not converting because yeah. you haven't seen any inquiries or bookings or whatever it has come through.
0: Um, Generally, there's um, there's this big facet as well that if you are still hustling, like posting on social all the time and trying to update your website all the time and trying to do all of the things you'll realize pretty quickly that that stuff comes from not having that solid backing behind you so mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to tell when it's not switched on enough
1: so even before we dive in if you're wondering yes you do need a website yes it's important to that first yeah <laughs>
0: and it's still the only way that you do have that full control Mm. which I sound like a a complete control freak when I talk about this Um, but the truth is that Facebook could go down Instagram could disappear TikToks could disappear whichever one Um, there's been so many things come and go over the years when I first started, everyone wanted a MySpace page and they were running a business off their MySpace page. So you think about it now and there's that longevity of it as well. It mm. does make it legit, it does make you real and it does give you that confidence, your clients that confidence as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big one for me. Like I'll I, I've never bought anything myself just from I know a lot of people do. Myself, just from, say, social media or something, I will always go through and close that story loop up. Like, okay, you know, who have they worked with? What's the deeper content here? Um, It's not going to come just from a 60-second thing or something like that. I'm sure people do build businesses that way and can, but I, as a buyer, love to go in and see that, even a simple site, but to see what's really going on.
0: That's it. And I think um, think it was... 2019 stats um and I do have this somewhere but it was 78% of people will actually google you even if they've seen your ad. Mm. So if they see an ad, I do the same as you John. I will go and be like, okay, do I know they're legit? I'm not just going to buy something straight off an ad. I'll actually spend that time and do that research and the first thing I do is hit up Google, search for their name, land on their website, and then make a decision from there hmm. and it's 78 it's a massive deal to be dealing with yeah. that's a massive chunk of your clientele that aren't seeing you as legitimate if you're only relying on ads
1: yeah yeah okay cool so we are setting up a site or we're hiring a, a you know a site designer or builder um mm-hmm. What are some of the things that we need to think about? Like what are the the big things that you see with clients who come to you for an overhaul or people who are starting? Like what do you what are you like mentally checklisting? What are you looking for to you know get us to start thinking about a website that actually helps to convert?
0: So there are three things in general that I will always get you thinking of. Um the first is something that I know you talk a lot about um, is really knowing your customer and knowing that transformation that you provide. This is where service becomes so completely different to product as well. Because if you're doing something, say you're a chiropractor, someone has a legitimate outcome of working with you that is going to change their life. If they are unable to wake up every morning without aching and groaning, then working with you as that chiropractor is going to change their life. They're going to work, wake up feeling refreshed, sleeping well, able to move easily. That's a tangible outcome that directs straight back to that. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, I get all of my clients to dive into that stuff Mm -hmm. and actually think about where their clients are at before they start working with them and then where they're at after they start working with them. It's really funny because I actually think there's not so much in the particular design of a website. They can be really simple, really plain. But if you nail that part, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Your clients don't care because they want that outcome. Um, And that's what kind of drags that whole process. If you can nail that part, the rest is easy. It's just... Talking to that pain and talking to that transformation, and then showing that transformation as well. And then you can kind of take them on that journey. As I said, just working them through okay, they know they've got a problem. What's the next step? Mm -hmm. Do they then know that you can solve that problem for them? They're probably still a bit questionable. What do they need from you to actually think about that next? So, And this is what we talk about so much is just looking at, okay, now what do they need from you? And now what do they need from you? And present that in a step-by-step way. Mm. So I will always map out that journey and kind of go, okay, now can we dig a bit deeper into that pain, kind of twist it a little bit and see what comes out of that And then present that to them. Mm. So even if it comes down to someone's trying to book an appointment with you, for example, they are then, they've worked out, they know that you were solving their problem. They've then looked at your calendar. They come up with a whole other heap of questions. Um, So that can be, how do I pay for the appointment? Mm. What time zones this in? all of these things. And at each step of this process, there are questions that their brain is bringing up for them. Mm. And if we can answer those questions in your website, that's how we convert them. Because when your brain knows that it's safe to move on because you've answered those questions, it's a no-brainer to work with you. They already Mm. know that you can solve their problem. And now they know that you know them innately so they're happy to move on from there as well. Mm. Fascinating brain stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's. I, I want to go back and talk about how you mentioned pointing out the problem, but just quickly on that that bit you said about uh, clarifying the the potential questions. The other day, I was on a, a website to book a um, a massage appointment, and Anyway, Ruby wanted to book one and then I was gonna book one. We went into the booking thing, and there was like three or four buttons. Two of them didn't make sense. Like it it said something like DDT or something, and it was an acronym for something. And then there was like standard appointment, but that was third down. And that little bit of confusion around, I don't know what those first two things mean. I was like, wow, like I, there's, there's hesitation here to book the standard appointment, which was the obvious one. But when we feel con- a little bit confused, it's kind of like you walk into a party and everyone's looking at you and you didn't realize it was like a dress up party and you walk in in 100%. normal clothes and you're
0: like backpedaling out. <laughs> I'll um, just retreat slowly yeah, and yeah. hope that no one can see me.
1: It sounds so silly, but I I think just hitting home, like that's happening all the time. I feel it. And like we all do, it's just a lot of times we don't notice it, right?
0: Absolutely. And it's um, something that I know that I do for my own website is actually I have my VA go in and use my website and say, okay, find the holes find the things that I've missed because I'm too close to it as well Mm. and that's always a really good thing to actually say to someone that you know hey can you just check this out for me Mm -hmm. like I give mine to my mother sometimes I'll give her client sites and be like can you just work out how to buy something on that site Mm -hmm. and my mother is My mother taught me how to use a computer when I was in primary school, but now hates the damn things. So if she can figure it out, we're sorted. It's Mm. so stupid. There is actually um, a book called Don't Make Me Think, which is still, it's been for about 20 years, the standard of usability. And when I say usability, that's actually making sure that your site is so dead simple Mm. That no one questions whether they want the standard appointment or these special things that might even be better, but you don't know because you don't know what they are and makes you sort of go, okay, I don't need to think we just do this completely naturally. And that's the end goal for all of the sites that I work with. Mm -hmm. If you can get someone through that journey without letting them stop and think, Mm. someone will just check out. don't care they you've said that you know how to fix their problem and then they've just gone okay bang 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 Mm. and straight through you haven't given them that friction to make them turn around and hit back right right. which is fascinating
1: yeah now just quickly i wanted to touch on you mentioned calling out the problem that the the visitor or hopefully it's the dream client right but speaking to the problem that they're facing. A lot of people, uh, find this difficult, whether it's in copywriting or video or a website, because, you know, it's like, it's like saying, Hey John, like I can see, you know, your shoes are worn out or whatever. And you're pointing out to somebody, something that, you know, isn't an ideal situation, right? Like it's a problem. It's a challenge. Um, could you talk a little bit about that just to sort of teach us why that's important and um, how you might even do that a little bit.
0: The big thing is that when you actually, and I like to, to go through it and say, okay, if they've got this problem, what is the actual effect it's having on their life underlying that? Because that problem is one thing and not everyone wants to be told that their shoes are not looking great. It's an aesthetic thing. It's a minor thing. But if you come at that aspect and say, are your feet hurting because you're wearing the wrong shoes, it's a different way of looking at it. It's a different way of thinking about it. And you can tap into that part where it's actually a thing that they need relief from Mm -hmm. as well. Because people are so emotional. We are so intertwined in our daily lives and into what we're doing. And the more that you can access that, it's how you actually draw out those ideal clients away from everyone who's just clicked on your website as well. You start to stand out as the person who knows exactly where your client's at. So you've got that expert status, that authority status that kind of says, okay, how does she know what I'm thinking? <laughs> and that's, that's the biggest part that's going to connect you with someone when you build that relationship and you say, hey, I know how much this is actually hurting and what that problem is doing to your relationships, to your lifestyle, to the things that are actually important to you. And it's where we look at what a business's values are and what their clients' values are as well. So I know for my particular clients, a lot of them, I would say about 95% are female. They are ex-corporate. They want to spend time with their family. They are either recently had a baby and they're looking at transitioning back into the workforce or they've just gotten exhausted with their corporate career. But then there's this little part of their brain that actually switches on and they've got this desire to make a bigger impact. They've got something that's calling them and knowing that that is calling them is actually what allows me to anchor into my clients because I can say, okay, I know that you want to make a bigger impact, that you want to contribute to your family, but that you want to spend time with them as well. Mm And that's what allows me to connect really easily and really convert my clients amazingly because you can see the pain, but you can kind of see the ideal as well. Mm -hmm. It's looking at those extra outcomes. I like to say it is, you know, they're kind of afraid of this terrible thing, but they've got this aspiration in their head that they probably don't want to tell anyone, Mm -hmm. but that's the thing you want to tap into as well.
1: I think sometimes we feel like it's twisting a knife into a pain point, when in reality, when done well, it creates a feeling of being understood. Right? Absolutely. Like it, you know, you're talking about it in a tasteful way. It's not like those old school, um, you know, squeeze sales pages that make you feel awful. It's it's actually you actually feel seen, right? And I think um, that emotional connection then we have with you and your website, it it helps us at least stick on the site for a little bit longer and see what else is Absolutely.
0: going on. Absolutely, And I think it's, um, we used to talk about, and especially in the bro marketing, <laughs> as a lot of times it's referred to, it used to be push the pain, push the pain, push the pain. And it used to feel kind of dirty and just ick. But if you actually look at the aspiration and the outcome side of it as well, the possibility marketing is so magical because someone feels like they're not alone, that you get where they're coming from, that they don't have to feel embarrassed about that anymore because you've said, hey, I get it. Mm -hmm. It's cool. You're not the only one. But that they know that it's possible to come out of it, that's where they get that little glimmer of hope to be able to actually step forward and do something with it as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So uh, what else do we have between, I, I want to make sure that we talk on calls to action a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I think that's a super, I remember when you spoke to us a little bit about that, very, yeah. very powerful, very important and very helpful. What else do we need to think about before we get to that point or on the site, whether it's imagery or, or like what, what else is important um, that you see a lot of people miss out on or don't even realize that they're
0: doing. Massive part is consistency. Okay. Having things all over the place again gives us that little tiny lizard brain moment of going, but is that the same person? Is that the same thing? Mm-hmm. Am I not uh, it's not connecting? And if you give your brain, your brain this chance to question that, even if it's for a split second, you've split that connection. You've split that process. Um, so big things is actually create your style guide around your business, create a brand identity that actually is seamless across everything mm-hmm. so that I can land on your Instagram, on your Facebook, on whatever, then land on your website and go, Oh, same girl. Cool. Same thing. Um You can connect the dots that way and it kind of feels really seamless rather than feeling disjointed and kind of frictioning. That's a massive one. I always recommend it as well. We did this with a client last week. We did a four-hour photo shoot. We got hundreds of images, but she's got two years worth of social content and things that all looks very similar, has a similar cohesion and kind of flows together. So there's no mix of, okay, um, this is what I look like in my promo feed, but this is what I look like when I jump on a call. And you kind of get that, hold on, Hmm. is that the person I bought this from? I don't know. Um, So that cohesion is massive. And then obviously looking at the journey and putting in your calls to action from that, absolutely spot on but that's your basics if you've got that cohesion you've got that messaging you can start from there the actual website part of it is like the tiniest part in the middle (laughs) it is so stupid but it's such a little piece of the overall puzzle of building that presence as well
1: in an ideal world would you love to see somebody whether they're rebuilding a site or building their first website start with their messaging and brand and and who they are as a business, and then really start with the website and then trickle out because then say you run ads or you set up your social, um, trickle the brand and the imagery and the stuff outwards. Or is it like you know, same time, like, oh, I, I'm gonna try to bring my Instagram closer to my website to create cohesion? or do you do you like to drive it from that that website stable kind of position over and over? I don't know if that makes sense as a question.
0: Absolutely. So I always say that your website should be your hub. Mm-hmm. Your social media and things should certainly be secondary. I know for me, I have clients coming through Instagram, clients coming through Facebook, no dramas. I pay for both Facebook and Instagram ads, but my website is the thing that I own. It's the primary foundation of my business. Everything comes from that. Um, And it's one thing, if you are doing a DIY and things, know that it's always going to evolve. You know, people change, stories change. You get to know your customers better as you find them as well. So it's always a reiteration of that. But I find that you can test the little things easier on your socials mm-hmm. and find that feedback really quickly, which will help then drive content on your website. But your website should definitely be your hub. It's the thing cool. you own.
1: Yeah. 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 Great. Let's talk calls to action a little bit where... um and we, we talk a lot about this. We just finished a, a module uh, in the Creator Club talking about uh, your communication and offer. So presenting your offer, right? And and actually bringing a call to action in copywriting or in your video that you're doing. And the thing that I love that you spoke on, we heard um, you shared some amazing content with us in Creator Club a little while ago around calls to action and... In one particular point, I know this because I wrote it down, you said, just tell us what to do. <laughs> and I loved it. And I wonder if you could yeah. speak on calls to action a little bit, like firstly, maybe just clarify what they are for people listening, what a call to action is, and then maybe just talk a little bit about what you see really working and yeah, what you, what you mean by that.
0: Absolutely. So calls to action are basically the little breadcrumbs that move you from step to step. So, and I know I've talked about this a lot in this is this journey of, if you break that down into step-by-step, your calls to action are the pieces that bridge the gap. So moving someone along that journey to a client. And it's 100% that just tell people what to do, give them the next step because so many times we forget that we've actually got to make an offer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We forget that we've actually got to sell something and that's why we're in business. It's selling something. And you can wrap your head around that if you feel salesy and sleazy and I know a lot of people have a resistance to actually selling. But when you tap into that possibility and you know that you get your clients that result. It's actually rude of you not to offer them the problem, the solution to their problem. You actually are doing a disservice to them and keeping them stuck if you don't tell them how to fix it. Mm -hmm. So if that's book an appointment and even, as you said, on that massage website, just saying, hey, this is your initial appointment. Book this one first. If you're a returning customer, go here. Thinking about those things, but actually saying, okay, new here, start here. And saying exactly that. Start here. Click this big, obvious, very brightly colored stand out on the page button that starts here. Then you'll be able to filter your people through. We forget that people are a little bit lizard brain and we need to tell them what to do. (laughs) And that's 90% of it. So if you actually do believe what you are selling and what you are offering, it switches and you can say, here's how you get it. Follow step one, two, three, move on. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect way to just then draw that little bridge, move Mm -hmm. them along, get them to the next step.
1: Sometimes it feels like I'll be on a site and it will say something like find out more or um, get in touch or kind of like a, a call to action that leaves me feeling a little bit like, eh, like, yeah, it doesn't, you know, if I could it, do it. Yeah, I could do it. So it's, it's it, there's no tension in what they're asking for. And so yeah. therefore it's really easy for me to just not do it. And Um, whereas other times I feel like the call to action's got a lot of, it's a, it's a bit more gutsy. It's got a lot of like, it's very clear. Um, could you maybe talk a little bit on, you mentioned bright colors. Is there anything else that like, we need to think about to make sure that we are being clear and that people know like what to do next and actually do it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of those passive, uh, find out more. Eh, Mm. learn more they're kind of not hey i can fix your problem just book me here do this next um like that could be changed to find out which appointment suits you best yeah it actually spurs you into the action of saying okay i need an appointment hold on i don't need to find out more i'm finding out what appointment i need and i can make a decision from that so the big things with calls to action are definitely aesthetic and it's something that you can play with through your website. But I like to have um, a very bold, very contrasting color Mm -hmm. to what you're used to. That's the biggest thing. I know Amazon did a study years and years and years ago about, they changed all their buttons to green Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it just went, (laughs) they sold nothing. And it was just the fact that they changed the button color. So it's definitely a testing process. I don't recommend just, okay, all of your buttons are red. Let's do it. Mm. Um, Definitely test what works with your site. But I like to limit the calls to action on a page as well. So on a homepage, you'll have a couple because it's kind of a signpost of, of ways that you look at things. Um, people who land on your homepage will actually either be looking for your name Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or by chance have found what you do vaguely. But generally, they're looking for your name. Mm -hmm. If they're looking for the service you provide, they're generally finding a sales page or an information page that leads them to more. If they're looking at your homepage, though, they want to know more about who you are. They want to know what you can actually do and they want to know that you're legit, Mm -hmm. 100%. So you need to give them all of that on your homepage. But then on these service pages and things, you want to stick to one action that they can take. So if that's, here's all the appointment types, book your first session here. Bam, I know exactly. Okay, I'll just book my first session here. It's not a contact me.
1: Yeah. I might
0: get back to you. Yeah. (laughs) I might not. It's very much okay. I can book that right now. Yeah. I don't have to think about it.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um one maybe one more thing that was you said just then, which was really interesting and easy to miss, is you said they're looking to make sure you're legitimate for you know people who have been in business maybe they're a little bit newer um, or even existing and they've been there for a while. Like, what are some things you've seen work well for building that trust and authority and legitimacy that we can bring into, you know, the, the main page or whether it's the, yep. the purchase page or whatever.
0: Love this question. So I'm all about building trust on your website. Um, first and foremost, have a really clear, bright, welcoming, picture of yourself Mm -hmm. on there show who you are and show that you're a real person (laughs) it's surprising how many times people will look at something and question whether it is a real person Mm. so show that you are real Um, any kind of testimonials even if it's not directly related to the service that you're providing now Mm -hmm. if it's someone who's worked with you before a previous colleague if you're first starting out speak to the points that you help with in those testimonials, but testimonials are other people telling someone that you're good and that you're legit. Um, Also press badges. (laughs) And it's so funny because press badges don't even have to be good press. It just needs to be a little logo of a company and it will boost your conversion rates through the roof because people trust logos they don't even look at them it's the same as guarantee buttons if you've got a guarantee button if you've got a guarantee make it look like an actual badge of honor and it builds trust it is known to be one of those icons that we recognize as trustworthy the strangest things that we pick up on as we're doing stuff but it works
1: Mm, it makes sense It's, it's it always amazes me when we talk about these things and write them down, how simple they are. And still, even though, and this is why, you know, we need people to help us and to help us design the sites, but it's so easy to miss out. And especially when it's your own business, you like go to do it. And there's some sort of a thing that pops up in that lizard brain that stops you from, being clear and stops you from making it easy for people to actually engage. Uh but um yeah it's it's always it's always remarkable I find. Is there anything else like that you know you would say to someone who's um in this position and they're sort of tossing up the idea, do I do I do this this year? I, I imagine website would be one where a lot of people will say something like, oh, I'll, I'll look at this next year or something like that. which yeah, um, just do yeah. it
0: later. Just Social it media later. is fine. Yeah, exactly.
1: It's- um, yeah, is there anything else you would talk about like results that you've seen with clients who take the plunge or, you know, just speak to that a little bit. Um,
0: to one see of some my of the possible favorite. Value? one of my favorite clients actually contacted me and it's mean to have favorites, but we've just worked together really closely for such a long time. Um, She actually came to me three days postpartum. She had not slept for three days because she had been trying to DIY her WordPress website. (laughs) And she had this screaming newborn and this laptop and she was just like, can you just unstuff it up? I've completely ruined it. I've done this. I it's I've hit my limit. I'm like, of course you have your three days postpartum and you're trying to code a website. What are you doing with your life? Mm. A step away from the computer. Um, but at that time she was actually making six thousand dollars a year as a birth photographer. Mm-hmm. And we've worked together for uh little as now is. Ordering on five, so four and a half years. And she now is the sole breadwinner for their family Ah. using SEO. So search and shopization. She gets found for absolutely everything because of the way we've set up her website. And clients just find her and they go through her funnel and they just book her on the spot. She now um, is the sole provider for a family of five five kids. Hubby doesn't work. He's stay-at-home dad. He runs the household. Absolute rock star at that. And she's making multiple six peers off two businesses now, all running from her website.
1: Mm, oh, cool. And
0: it is just mind-blowing. Now, that's not typical. Not everyone has that. But her getting found and her growing her list and really maintaining that mm. is hands down what has gotten her so big so quickly. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I mean, you know, a website in its own isn't going to build your business, but to build a great business, all signs point to you want to have a website that works. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. And well, one of
0: the other things is definitely build the list. <laughs>
1: Building the list. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tie that in because it is still the best way to keep people coming back to your website as well. Mm. So, yeah, tying that in is so important. And one of those things, like the calls to action, that we just forget about. It's just another one in the too hard basket, but it is so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, an email list that you can then contact the people regularly
0: and try and be regular about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think that's um, very, very helpful. I know a lot of people that we speak to are in one of two positions. There's a few who have a finished site that's working really well for them. A lot of people we work with, even up to two, three, four years into business have something up. Um, However, it's not clear. I would say that's the biggest thing is when i jump on it quickly before a call or when we start to look at the site with them a little bit is it's not the messaging's not clear and the calls to action change all the time so there would be lots of different things to do and the imagery also quite often is missing that smiling shot that one or two bits just to like humanize it a little bit and um you know we've all been there We, we it's probably a subconscious thing we we like to show the back of the head or something like that. Um, but yeah, I saw I think so I
0: think, much is dealing with imposter syndrome, right? I
1: think so. Yeah. At a subconscious level, it just keeps creeping in. Um, so, yeah, I think everything you covered is, is really, really helpful. Is there anything else that you would add for people?
0: I think that covers most of it. I think that's probably enough to not be completely terrifying for people. <laughs> so it is this um this big wormhole of stuff that people just go i'll just think about that later mm. so i always try and break it down a little bit so that focus on one thing at a time but know that it doesn't have to be perfect to be up but having something up is a much better place to start
1: one thing i would say is having said all this you've done an amazing job at breaking this down to sound very simple and clear. And it is quite simple. Having said that, if you're listening and you're actually working in your business and you want to get this stuff done and you're looking at your business on a three to five year plus time frame and you want to grow it over that time, it's probably worth having a talk with someone like yourself, right? Because there's a lot to be said for somebody to help you go through this process quickly and get it all done. So, like, you know, I'm I'm as big a DIYer as they come. I love I love this stuff. I love actually getting in there. Um, having said that, when you're got a full load and you're working and you're in the business sitting down with someone like you and talking through it and looking what the next steps look like if you're listening is probably going to be worth your time. Um, Just to see, right? Because I think that a lot of us go, Hey, yeah, we'll, we'll jump on and do that. And I see this all the time. It just doesn't happen five, five months passes, six months. And then that's time that you could have spent converting or creating clients and helping people.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I did this in my own business today. Um, I went and sat down. I hired a strategist to kind of look at Facebook ads and things. And so much of it, I, I'm i very much like you. I'll get in and DIY it and figure it out as I go. I like to pull stuff apart and put it back together. Um, but there were just those things that I hadn't even thought of mm-hmm. that no one was teaching, that it wasn't so obvious because I wasn't in it all the time so I think that's where it is easy to just ask for help and even if it is someone you know doing an audit and saying hey your navigation's a bit wonky can we clean that up can we do this this and this and even if you are DIYing it that can give you some really solid direction to make that change really quickly and easily.
1: Yeah, great. So how do people, if they are interested in the work that you do and checking out more, what's the next steps or where do they find you? uh, You know, where do they go to now?
0: Yeah. So you can find me on my website at morrisbear.com, as in teddy bear. And I'm also morrisbear on Instagram. And that's where I'm spending a lot of my time in DMs and things backwards and forwards with people at the moment as well. But all of the information about working with me and some ways to actually help you DIY as well are all available on my website.
1: Awesome. Well, that was really, really helpful. Uh, I always learn a lot when I hear you talk and I know that a lot of people would have got a lot out of this. So thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I love riffing about this stuff. So it's yeah, great yeah. fun.
1: Well, well, we'll maybe tee up another one and, and go next level websites on version two. Good fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Emma.
0: My pleasure.